0: I'm going to tell this story. It's not my story, but it is a story that was recounted to me by a friend earlier this week. And it's it's probably the best thing I've heard in a very long time. Um, and I'm not going to use any names. So a person that uh, we all know uh, told me recently that they were sitting at a bar talking to a friend of theirs. Um, who said to them, listen... I- I have to get something off my chest here. Um, the second person, that is. Let's just give them some... Yeah, okay. The second person, the the friend of the friend, is like, I have to get something Mr. off my Mr. chest. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Call one yeah. of them Brad Pitt and one of them Angelina Jolie. That's going to really <laughs> Brad bring, bring up the, we'll Brad the sexuality of this conversation. Be fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. The, the friend of the friend will be Brad, and the the friend is called um, Ricardo. So okay. <laughs> Ricardo nice. is at the bar with Brad, and Brad says, "Listen, Ricardo, I have to get this off my chest. I've been kicking this one around in my head for a while. Um, about a year ago, you loaned me a camera uh, for something that I was doing, and like." The only thing on there was a video of you jerking off. And I just... I just have to know why. (laughs) Like, it's like, I know... I know you know it was on there. And I just have to know why you did it. Like, was it a prank? Did you think it was funny? Like, why did you... Why did you do it? And Ricardo is just like no, sorry, no, like, this didn't happen. Like, he's just, like, incredulous. He's like, dude, you're fucking with me. There's no way. I've never taken a video of myself masturbating, like, for any purpose. Never done it in my, in my entire life. And the guy's just like, oh, man, like... I've just, like, I've just seen it, like, I've just seen the whole thing, it's 27 minutes long, and, like, it is just, like, it's just definitely you, and so Ricardo's like, listen, man, like, there's no way it's me, like, it must be, you know, like, uh, my housemate at the time might have, like, put it on there as a prank or something, or, like, you know, whatever, like, there's, it, it, and the guy's like, it is pretty dark, but, like, and then he pulls off a screenshot, and he's like... It's definitely you. Like it just is a hundred percent you. And like even after seeing the screenshot, like, Ricardo still doesn't believe it. He's like, no man, like I've never done anything like that until until Brad starts being like, okay, so like, it starts and like you're sitting here, and then like you get this box of tissues and you start like and he's like describes in like vivid detail Ricardo's pre-jerk off routine. <laughs> 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 And apparently at that point is when Ricardo was just like, okay, so, yep, this is me. And he got home and he found the video on the camera and he watched it and he was like, yeah, it's 100% a video of himself jerking off. Um, he then was, like, trying to figure out how this had happened, and, like, if you watch the video, like, it basically looks like what's happened is he's put the camera down, like- No, sorry,
1: have you seen some of
0: it? I haven't seen it. He deleted it. I was very upset. Ah. I wanted to watch it all. Um, and he, he said that, uh, he, what basically looks like happens is he puts the camera down and, like, clearly doesn't know it's on. Fucking sits there, fucking tugs one out, cleans it up, and then walks away. And the camera just keeps recording until it runs out of memory. (laughs) Like he's just got no idea it's on. And the only thing on this camera that he then loans to his mate, like a few months later, is just a video of
2: him, like unaware. Fucking joking off! Oh my god, (laughs) that (laughs) must (laughs) be. (laughs) <laughs> I'm so sorry Jackson just legitimately spat I'm so sorry Chris. A mouthful of tea Like <laughs> basically so act so breath
1: I'm <laughs> so sorry I'm gonna... okay. This is a tale of a strange and dangerous world. A world known as Carthus. This is an adventure full of magic, hardship, and friendship. This is a tale about a world at war, and the people who are forced to endure it. When ancient magic starts to stir, three unlikely heroes find themselves embroiled in a quest much larger than themselves. But, more than any of that, This is a story about how to win loot and influence dragons.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Kingdom of HTW Laid. I am, as always, King B. That's right, I gave myself a promotion from Big B to King B, and I'm the Dungeon Master, and I'm here to be a royal, regal, kind of uh, person today. Welcome to the program. I'm the Joker.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I, also, you have to know that I just
3: stole T's whole lifestyle and vibe. He looked so frustrated. <laughs>
2: What are you playing? talking about? Because this is the ace in the hole team.
0: Oh, you guys are doing like a pack of
2: playing oh, cards this is like thing.
1: Cards now.
2: Yeah.
0: See, that's good. You really span it. Third you one took my joke. Pattern. I make the choice
2: my... every episode. Yeah.
0: You took my joke and you put your your special own spin on it, and I love that. That's that's collaborative podcasting.
3: You can have a joker in a court. I think you historically
2: can. they did. True. In fact, yeah. no. You know how What
1: if you took Ace from me the, with the ni- rhyming name? Unbelievable.
2: Oh. Grace Ace. I guess I'm
1: the fucking Jack then. Grace Chabble.
0: The Jack. Does the that Jack. You're my, my, does that mean, I mean you're my beautiful Jack? son? You, you could have been the Queen, but...
1: Queen too. No, I'm the Jack. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the problem with Grace being the Queen is that Grace is and always has been one of the boys and therefore mm-hmm. she needs to be the Jack. Yeah, this is an all male d podcast. Get used to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Hey, do you guys want to do the show that we make together? And before we do yes! that, yes! listen to some. Wh- what about instead, before we do that, we listen to me talking with some music underneath it for maybe 90 <gasps> seconds or so? momentary happiness at knowing where she is in the Temple of Sand gives way to the realisation that her situation hasn't really improved. She's still alone and still recovering from her wounded leg, and on top of that, now she's out of water. After spending a moment taking stock of her situation, she forces herself to explore the half-ruined Sandstone Temple. What else is there to do? She's been here before, of course when she was just getting into this whole business. But now that she knows more, she's seeing it with fresh eyes. She notices something she missed last time, behind a tumble down sandstone pillar. It's a marking, in the strange, ancient form of elvish that the Sinai use. She recognises this particular marking from the wall inside the Temple of Knowledge. For the first time, she wishes that she still had her journal, but it's more important that Alvar get his hands on it if she wasn't to make it back. Once again, working purely on instinct, she waves her necklace, the one containing a piece, over the marking on the wall, and once again she hears a series of grinding noises as the wall panel begins to recede. Valeria gasps when she sees what waits behind the wall. How could she have come to this very temple before and missed this? Behind the panel is a small, relatively well-preserved room. Unlike the rest of the temple, it appears largely unscathed from the desert wind and sun. There are a series of comfortable-looking, if a little old, chairs and tables, and, importantly, bookshelves lining the walls, heaving with tomes and scrolls. Valeria takes a deep breath, steadies her weary self on the doorframe, and enters the private library. So, to give you guys where you guys were, I mean, obviously some things happened in VO that your characters didn't see, but you, the players, might or may not now be aware of. Um, But... The four of you, as in Duncan, Jody Drazilia, and Valeria, are standing in the room where you guys fought Mecha Duncan. Uh, and now Mecha Duncan yes. has been obliterated back into, you know, a, a pile of parts on the floor, and the crystal that you guys forged in the previous challenge, where you were fighting the stone golems, has been obliterated by this uh, column of light in the middle of the room, and it's shattered into multiple pieces that are sort of spread far and wide to the corners of the room, corners and walls of the room. How do you think everybody's feeling at the moment? Just a quick vibe check, if we could just get one of those. How's everybody, what's every, where's everybody at?
1: Uh, Druzzy is not vibing. She um, is feeling a bit peaky. She's got some bruises. She's got some the battered.
3: Yeah. Uh, I think you've probably lost a finger or something.
0: Yeah, like that. That's
1: I have thirteen HP.
0: What oh. percentage is that of your health?
2: Wow, asking Grace to do some so quick maths.
1: What? Do you 10%? have one
0: hundred and thirty hit points? So you've lost you? what? Well, not. 90, it's not
2: exactly. 90.
1: I have a hundred. Yeah,
2: you've mm. lost eighty to ninety percent of your body mass, is what I'm hearing. <clears throat> I think you are the finger.
0: <laughs> yeah, at this point, Valeria, sorry, Drasilia is just two hands floating around in the air. Nice.
3: Uh, How's everybody else doing?
0: How's everybody feeling? Can we get a quick vibe check?
3: Yeah, one hundred HP. You know, concerned about the uh,
2: the end of the world and that sort of
1: thing. I tanked last episode. Yeah, what happens?
2: We're too busy chasing the objective. Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah, vibe check. You'd say
3: if only didn't choke on your ambition.
2: Is Jody pretty antsy or what?
3: I mean, I feel like Jody's been antsy for the last year or so, or however long in-game time it's been happening. Um, Uh Yeah, like, he's... I don't know, I feel like this is, like, the... Like, this particular style of um, puzzles slash, like, challenges and obstacles sort of thing, like, it feels different, at least to him, than all the other stuff. Like, it feels more malevolently... Tricky in a, in a sense, you know what I mean. Like all oh, the mm. other ones, was kind of like, oh, you got to do this thing and this thing, and there were some external, like uh, external influences and whatever. But this time, it feels like the temple is here to really fuck us over. Um, and so, you know, it's uh, it's the not amazing race for this boy.
0: <laughs> it, yeah, fair enough. Um, what about what about old Dunko? How's he feeling?
2: Look, he took fifteen points of health damage and. That's nothing to him, and all the damage that was output was by a robot him. So he stands by his closing comments. He's balder. The team better, <laughs> but he, but but he's bolder. <laughs> okay, all right. So Dick he's running really- re- re- goat, He's re- re- goat. Um It's. I'm actually so overwhelmed by your end of ep vo that I'm finding it the acting challenge of my life to detach it from my emotional response to the current context. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> I'm feeling murderous. Um, just you wait for the end of this episode, my good
0: friend, and oh, uh, we'll see how we go with that. <laughs> air um, that, by the way.
2: I want you to air that moment where I said you piece of shit reflexively.
0: Yeah, nice. Um, okay, so I think like as we're standing, everyone's kind of catching their breath. Valeria's is kind of getting ready to roll on through the door out of this room, which is now uh, lying open. It was nice actually to have to have Jackson uh, there think about how Jody was sort of like reflecting on on the nature of these trials and challenges. I think as you all kind of get ready to leave this room, you sort of take one last glance around this chamber with the inverted pyramid on the ceiling and the regular pyramid on the ground and the the now-broken uh, gem that was forged in the previous chamber that has been scattered into 12 pieces around the room. And just before leaving this room, all of you are once again transported into a vision. And this vision is is... It's a series of sub-visions that are relatively rapid. Like, it's almost just, like, pictures. You, you sort of feel like there's been an increase in the in the pace with which these visions are, are being revealed to you. And do you guys remember, like, a couple sessions ago, you had a vision as you were walking on the way into the first room? Like, all of you, you and Valeria, all were transported into this space where you saw, like, yeah. 12 there's figures. strolling
3: forward, one of them yeah. particularly
0: proud of themselves.
3: Yeah, I remember. Screw up onto my brain forever.
0: Okay. So this time... The first thing you see is 12 figures standing in a room with a long table with 12 seats. On one side of the table, two of them stand, and ten stand on the other. The tension in the room is palpable. You see Dandela; She's shaking her head. She's standing with the ten on one side of the table, and she walks out of the room, and the nine others on her side of the table follow her, leaving behind two figures, one that you recognize from the portraits in the clock tower as Elva and the other one that is of course Maleficus They're silent for a moment and then Elva reaches out and gently touches Maleficus's arm And then the vision changes quickly, and we see a single figure bent over a desk in a dark, cramped room. There are bookshelves heaving with tomes, and the figure is leaning over a stone basin full of swirling magical energy. They appear feverish, casting erratic hand gestures over this basin of swirling energy, whilst another figure, that you again recognise as Elva, is standing in the doorway, appearing concerned and then the visions get even faster and more fragmented you see 11 people strolling down a corridor with a sense of determination then the visions give way to a period of staticky darkness thrumming with violent white light and an aura of sadness and pain this staticky darkness culminates in a single orb of light emerging out of the darkness of the center and then shattering then from that darkness, you get a succession of short flashes, some of which are things that has seen before, and some are things she hasn't. The first thing is a man sitting in the tower at Espera, looking out sadly over the courtyard with the great tree. Then we see two people standing in the foothills just south of Carthus City, hugging goodbye. Then we see a figure with a drawn hood paddling up an underground water channel. Then we see three figures in robes wandering together arm-in-arm into the ashwood. We see a woman walking up to some cliffs in a distant alien landscape. A tall man hastily sweeping armfuls of tomes into a bag. A willowy female figure walking alone through the woods. And another obscured figure wandering alone through the sand. And then you're all back in the room having seen that sort of rapid succession of imagery.
1: Um, Druzzy says, Hey, I just had another one of my special um, like family history flashbacks.
0: Um,
2: <laughs> I think Duncan says, That wasn't just yours. We got shared family.
0: Valeria says, <laughs> Valeria says, Yeah, um, I guess you never really get used to that.
1: So everyone's getting it? Jesus.
0: (laughs) Since you guys have been in the Temple of Sky, you've all been getting these visions. Hey, guys. So as you're all kind of, like, recovering from those visions and getting ready to leave the room, you all fucking level up! Whoa! Oh, (laughs) shit.
2: Thomas literally... Oh, my God! (laughs) That is the first time you've legitimately surprised me with a level up.
0: Yeah, nice. So let's fucking do the hit die roll-off, baby! Donkey Kong, give me that hit die...
2: Roll off. Uh, I'm still remembering what my hit die is. Okay, it's still a D10. Okay, it's a roll-off. It's a roll-off. That's, that's, hang on. Wait, let me find. That's 12. This is a D10. Okay, okay, okay. Ooh, six out of 10. You know what? You know what? I'm feeling a little bit YOLO. I got six out of 10. Ben, I'm going to take yours.
0: You fool, Thomas. You ignorant, arrogant fool, Thomas. You've cheated yourself out of two hit points.
2: Oh, I've um, never been angrier, and it's two hit <laughs> points. <laughs> nothing. That's, okay. a, that's a common lie. I've been a lot angrier than this.
0: All right. Uh, well, you flick ahead and see see what happens to Duncan at this level. What
1: level are you guys now, by the way? Uh, 14. 14.
0: yeah. Do you Fuck, guys yeah.
1: realize what this means?
0: Just, what does it mean? Because they just fucking sprouted wings! Oh, oh shit! My God. <laughs> Level 14 Draconic Sorcerer has wings, baby! I oh, got big silver wings, baby! Oh, that's huge. So Dr. like, has this vision, gets all huffy about the <gasps> fact that everyone's having visions now, and then just, like, coughs and wings <laughs> just uh,
2: sprout uh, out of her back. <laughs> <path. laughs> I love the idea that you were like, well, if you get visions, I yeah. I just oh, fucking man. squeezed them out. It is a good thing that Daniel
3: fucked <laughs> fucking dragon, hey? That is huge.
0: So so crazy. Gra- tell us what happens to Druzzie when she sprouts wings.
1: I can now fly at my current speed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep.
0: Yep. What's your flying um, speed? Um,
1: it's the same as my walking speed. Oh,
0: that's a little bit disappointing, isn't it? <laughs>
1: yeah, it is a bit. <laughs> um, and I I sprout like I like grow the wings in my bonus action.
0: Oh, at will. Oh, fuck yeah. That's sick. Yeah. Wait, um, are we
3: level 14 or level 15? 14. So you're level 12 and then one level of
2: ranger?
0: Yeah, so you're um, taking another ranger, te- T. Oh. By the way, but we'll come back to the dragon wings. But T, are you taking another ranger or another fighter level?
2: Oh yeah, it's all ranger in here, maybe.
0: Okay, nice. Uh, so Gracie, dragon wings. You can grow at will. That's pretty yep. fucking hot. That's extremely good. Um, um, speaking of
1: things about this that are pretty fucking hot... Um, the other key thing to note is that clothing that is not made to accommodate the wings might be destroyed if I sprout them. So
0: um,
1: <coughs> I just ripped my shirt off. Oh,
2: Jodie oh,
1: is
0: geez.
3: genuinely crushed.
1: I guess I take out a new top and put it on. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah, but it's nowhere near as nice as the fancy clothes that Jody made you. So she's wearing this, like, elegant robe from the waist Aww. down. And waist up, she's just wearing, like, a plain white T-shirt.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's probably going to have to be, like, a singlet. You're going to have to make it, like, a singlet sort of thing. Otherwise, it's just going to happen again. Yeah. So Jodie can surely totally do I like some tailoring. This. Yeah, no, like, for sure. We're going to do, like, a real diehard thing. It's going to be great.
1: Can you just cut some holes in the back of my shirt? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well I can now but like if you'd given me warning it hadn't just fucking shot through well look
1: they kind of surprised me as well okay
0: <laughs> you know we all turn 14 and start going through some changes yeah uh, always <laughs> seem to be that's great let's do a hit die for, for Drazi what is it d6
1: yep <laughs> forget about it baby what did you get 6 fuck
0: me <laughs> <laughs> How does Grace get five or six every single time? <laughs>
1: or you do when I take yours,
0: Oh my fail. god, that is ridiculous. What the fuck? Okay, <laughs> so remember to add your constitution and your plus one dragon bonus. Jody, my son, tell me right, what you let's, got.
3: Let's roll this die. Uh, Well, I rolled a six, so... Uh, I'm probably going to take that. I mean, that's at, like, you know, 75% of my...
0: Yeah, good know. good call, dude. I rolled a three. Oh, thank God. Okay. Fuck yeah. That's good. That's good. So, Druzzy's got the wings. Does Druzzy get anything else? Or is the wings kind of enough?
1: No, that's it. Does
0: she get new but spells or anything?
1: Got, aren't wings enough for Ben? <laughs> um, but yeah. So, she did get some more hit points, though, which has pulled her back from the brink, which
0: is very good. Huge. Um, what happens to Jody. Um, well,
3: my speed went up another five feet, so I'm at a, i am at I have 55, uh, wow. speed, um, and Jody can I'm,
0: walk faster than Rosilia can fly.
3: <laughs> and then <laughs> another, another dope thing. Um, so I get this thing called diamond soul. So beginning at 14th level, your mastery of key grants you proficiency in all saving throws. Uh, additionally, whenever you make a saving throw and fail, you can spend one key point to re-roll it and take the second result. Um, that's very so, good I'm mean, even harder to kill it's not that flashy flavor wise but it just means Jody is yet again <laughs> harder to kill
0: yeah I mean that's that's huge the ability yeah. to fucking re-roll saving throws is really really big I mean fuck you know what would be sick for Jody is the ability to prevent his opponents from passing saving throws like to make them fail saving throws yeah that it would, would be dope s- that would so be really many
3: <laughs> thank you for in this one moment where I'm kind of like eh, it's not so bad for you to bring me crashing <laughs> down back to earth I appreciate that <laughs> I'm sorry really um, Okay. Yeah. Hey so, so what me. happens hey, hey,
2: out, on. What happens to
0: DK as a level 2 ranger
2: Oh I mean look Not that much He gets a fighting style uh, Which is pretty good It's defense And that means he gets plus 1 to his AC where, When wearing armor Which is oh, nice. what I'm doing What does that put your AC up to? 19 when I'm not parrying And then Now This may come as a surprise To some of our listeners Who don't know what a ranger is but, motherfucker, I can cast spells now. Oh
0: my god! Dukhan's got magic! Of course! Fuck me! That makes so much good, good thematic sense based on these visions that you're now having more and more of. And all of a sudden Do you, you think just game? I
2: made this choice for a reason other than narrative.
0: Oh my god, Tom. I love you yes. and I love all
2: of this. <laughs> I, okay, look, part of the reason was I got bored of fighter, but another big <laughs> part of the reason was I happen to be a storyteller.
0: Dun can has story. magic spells.
2: So I'm still picking my second spell, my first spell. And this is a word to anyone about to play the class ranger. And, it, you know, a word to anybody who's playing ranger and didn't start with this spell. Hunter's Mark. Yeah, it's you huge. You don't make a different choice. You start with Hunter's Mark. That's what a ranger is. A ranger is Hunter's Mark on legs. I'll figure out what the other one is. I'll let you know. Hunter's Mark, for those who don't know, means that basically
0: like, you start a combat, and as a bonus action, you pick a creature, and you're like, mm, you're mine, and then every time you, you hit that creature, you deal extra damage to it, and you also get other shit, like you, you've advantage to track it and shit like that. Valeria pipes up and says, whoa, you guys look like you all just got a little bit more beefy. But um what does happen oh wait no shit. Much more importantly, how does Duncan feel about having magic spells?
2: Now? Okay, now, um you know what? He's told the audience he hasn't told the party yet. He's still trying to figure out what the feeling is inside him.
0: Yeah, can so we
1: can like I on sorry, me sprouting wings and losing my top <laughs> and Valeria being like, You're looking beefy. What's <laughs>
0: hilarious like You're looking fucking juicy, dude. I love it.
3: (laughs) Yeah, Valeria, like like... the the,
2: the
0: workplace sexual harassment coming
3: from Valeria is just out of control.
1: Valeria, thank you. I have been working out. (laughs) What were you saying that I interrupted, Ben?
0: It was, yeah, I mean, it was like about Duncan learning that he has magic powers. Like, I think like, what happens is, like, this vision subsides, and he's, like, so confused by the fact that he just feels this, like, residual magical energy coursing through his body that he doesn't even see the fact that Drasilia loses her. Time. <laughs> he's, like, too Honestly, distracted it's so by his own. Got it from <laughs> how does Duncan feel about it internally?
2: I'm actually going to take a will save to see how he feels about it. Uh, yeah, nice. Will save? Yeah. Wisdom yeah, save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, wisdom uh, save. I will take a, a wisdom save for anybody who hasn't been playing this game for at least 1.5 yeah. editions. Goodwill saving. Goodwill save. I like that. <laughs> Cut goodwill saving from this episode. I'm writing that for 18 on my wisdom save. I think yeah. Khan is sort of transfixed by the changes that he's feeling inside his body. Something but,
3: has changed within me. Something <laughs> is
2: not the same. Everyone's going through puberty I'm this episode. playing by the rules of someone else's game.
0: We can't use this. This is all copyright. Oh, yeah, true. I mean, <laughs> they didn't copyright me. So, Duncan's kind of come come to terms with it, do you think? Or he's he's feeling okay about it?
2: Um, I wouldn't go as far as he's come to terms with it. But I think he's kind of like, oh, 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 oh. Uh. Because it's an intuitive power at first, right? Like, he's going to be, as a ranger, a wisdom caster. Like, he doesn't cerebrally understand what is happening. But given his newfound strength and wisdom, he's putting it together.
0: Pick the other spell. Tell me what it is later.
1: You don't tell us that you have magic? No. Well, in that case, Struzzy's like... He doesn't know that he does yet. It's just a fucking vision, Duncan. Get over (laughs) it.
2: I think Duncan. Actually, reflexively, like suddenly off guard, because he, he he's physically feeling things he's never felt before. He is a man of the body, a fighter. Never felt these things before. Reflexively, he's just like, yeah, I've had a fucking vision before. Huge. So,
3: growing stronger has only pushed us further apart. It seems. Yeah. Yeah. So. the story.
2: Strong
0: enough to keep each other apart. So, Valeria's like, we um, we should get moving if you've all had time to compose yourselves. Okay. Um, this next thing is. Just kind of weird. Um, I can't really say what you're going to face because for reasons that will become clear, we're going to have to briefly separate. Um, I can say that last time we split up and I went in one corridor and Elva went down another and she wouldn't tell me after what she'd experienced in her corridor. I can say that... um, I didn't experience any um, opponents in mine. There were no automatons or constructs that came out to attack me. Um, but you should expect to see some some strange things and receive a, a personalized challenge at the end.
1: So it's two corridors we split up?
0: Well, it was two last time, but um, oh, right. let's all just remember... There is a master. is a tricky bastard. <laughs> um, I think up-
3: upon hearing that, um, Jody probably turns to his companions and is like, if we are going to face something that is... I don't know whether it's potentially more of the spirit or psychological or something like that. Perhaps it would be of some help if we sat a moment and meditated or contemplated or something, I, I only mean like for one minute perhaps, I know we are running on time but to solidify and strengthen the soul before we head through might actually be of some work to us
2: I mean, Joey you, if you want a minute it's yours
0: Valeria says, yes, that um that might be a good idea, and she takes a seat
1: Can anybody heal me?
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I actually didn't pick, I mean um what? <laughs> Valeria um, slides you a healing potion.
0: So you can roll 2d4 plus 2 uh, and regain that many hit points. Let's do the healing potion. How many hit points does Drosilia regain?
1: Um, I managed to get 13 from my two um, healing potions. I rolled one of mine as well. My oh, healing.
0: nice. Okay, nice. Okay. And so she trolls those down and feels a little bit better. And then Jody sits you all down to meditate. And what does that look like? I think it's literally just like meditation.
3: Like, as in like... So rather than like... because. Jody has that magic initiated thing where he can actually cast a spell, but like I think this is more an innate thing where he's sort of like sitting down and like sort of like casts a spell, but like it's sort of more through like mantra and that sort of thing than it is um,
0: through like deliberate intention. If that makes sense, yeah. No, I I love that, and I think the way that we're gonna sort of like mechanically benefit that is anyone who doesn't currently have inspiration take a point of inspiration forward as you are inspired by uh, Jody's uh, uh. spiritual fortification.
3: Um, are we, is that in place of the benefits from Bless? I'm happy for that to be the
0: case. Oh, if you've cast <gasps> Bless as well, I mean, you can, you can.
1: Oh, no.
0: What happened? <laughs>
1: uh, Jack has got a bit
0: of wine on
3: him.
1: Oh, oh okay. yeah. No, I just wasn't naming names, you know, I thought that parties responsible could accept their own like, <laughs>
3: To if I could. It's a costume change for the level up. I love that. <laughs>
1: hey this is a pink shirt. Visual storytelling. That's telling.
2: true. I hope we can kind of montage this like standing away from the mic audio. <laughs> into something. Into anything. <laughs> <laughs>
3: five minutes in, sitting upstairs in his carpeted like office up there, and I like turn around of my bed and I knocked a full glass of wine over on the carpet, so yeah. <laughs> yeah, just gonna, we can pretend Stop this is like- Stop taking
1: out toilet paper, it's fine! was like, such a, one of those slurps, It sounds know. so funny for Ben
3: to get back <laughs> in the edit.
1: it's all like, whoa! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Heyo, it's me, your DM, and your real, actual dad, Big B. Thanks once again for listening to Chapter 53. We're really sorry that it's late. It's just one of those periods where life got in the way a little bit. Uh, hey, we're getting really, really close to the end of this particular story. Um, I don't want to put a number on it, but yeah, we're, we're really getting up there. Um, we aren't quite sure what's going to come next for HDW Late after the conclusion of this Cine story, but we're figuring that out and we'll make sure to keep you all in the loop. As we approach the end, and of course, as always, we love hearing from you on social media. Get in touch with us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, at Curio Network, or at HDWA to share your thoughts and, you know, chat to us. We'd also really appreciate you leaving us a rating or a review or sharing the show with a friend. Uh, As I've said, we're getting down to the pointy end, so it'd be really great to get a few more people on board for the thrilling finale. Maybe point people to the episode zero at the start of this RSS feed, which serves as a kind of jumping on point where we explain kind of some different ways people can get into the show. I also just wanted to give a quick shout-out to DD New South Wales, that's at DDNSW on Twitter, for showing us some love. So if you're in New South Wales, or even if you're not, go give them some love in return. Okay, I won't take up any more of your time. Thanks as always for listening. You're all the best. Sorry it was late. We'll be back on schedule next time. Enjoy the rest of the show.
3: Also, what did we say? I I forget. Did we say, is that um, advantage in place of, like, a a proper bless thing?
0: The meditation thing is giving inspiration, but you're also casting bless on three people using your feature. So who are they going to?
3: I guess the other three. Pick your favourite. No, you go to the other three. I I can cast it on three people, so I'd cast it on Valyria, Druzzy,
0: and Duncan. Wow, I love that from Jody. That's very well, but but
3: also worst case, I'm going to spend on uh, a saving throw, and I really don't I don't need to. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it'd be an embarrassment of riches if I was like, "Oh, I need an extra D4 on a saving throw." I mean, but
0: come it's
1: on. It's also that you know monk generosity.
3: That's true. That famous monk hospitality. Yeah. You know monks. You know, monks, uh, you know Monk from the,
0: the TV show that. Monk. is famous hospitality. <laughs> okay, so you guys experience your meditation uh sitting here in a corridor between two different challenges in the temple of sky just sort of taking a moment to center yourselves before the challenge to come and you all gain your inspiration and as jackson just said duncan valeria and drasilia each gain the feature bless then uh after a moment valeria says okay we should probably get moving And you continue walking down the corridor, and before too long, you see that the corridor branches off into four separate channels, each blocked by a shimmering curtain of semi-solid light. And Valeria says, so the way this worked last time, of course there were just two channels then, because it was just Valeria and I. Um, She went down one, and as soon as one person had entered the little sort of light wall there solidified and I couldn't follow and I, I had to go through a separate tunnel so basically what what you could expect is well I, I don't know you'll probably see something and then you'll face some kind of puzzle or challenge or something and then we'll reconvene on the far side then we'll be all caught up
1: does anyone feel like Valeria is leading us like lambs to the slaughter mhm
0: mhm mhm What what makes you feel that? Just
1: this whole, like, her leading us through the... taking us into the temple. Yeah. Like, we haven't seen her since she was with Maleficus, basically. We haven't checked her identity or anything.
3: But we didn't know anything about... Like, what would we be like? So, how was that cave we went to, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Actually, some contents of Valeria. So... How was that cave we went to?
0: <laughs> Which one? Do you mean the Temple of Knowledge?
2: Yeah. How? Tell us about it.
0: How was it? Um. Well, as I recall, we we went in and then got attacked by a bunch of shit, and then a ghost came out and tried to kill us.
1: Yeah, Duncan. Why would you even ask that? And
2: Valeria, why was I mad at you?
0: Uh, I don't know. I think you told me to stay back or something. You told me to stay away from the the writing on the wall, but I. I had to get over to it. Check's out. It's not
2: entirely accurate, but it's... Close I, mean, enough light, but I don't remember. I can't remember.
1: Let's just keep moving.
0: Okay. You arrive at this this corridor that's split off by four separate curtains of light. What do you guys do?
2: What colours are the light?
0: They're all the same colour. They're all white. Okay. Well, I, I take we... the
1: first one. I'm Cineblood, so...
0: Oh, you just, like, walk off down the corridor oh, on the left?
3: sine blood or sine, comma, blood?
0: <laughs> you walk off down the corridor on the far left? Yes. Okay. Trasilia passes through the curtain of light, and it immediately solidifies into an opaque white barrier. And Valeria says, Okay, well, I guess we're getting right down to it. Um, best of luck. See you all on the other side. And she walks through the next one. Right.
3: Yeah, uh, Jody briefly rests her hand on Duncan's shoulder, and then heads through the third uh, pillar of light, or third
0: shade cloth of light, <laughs> and, then, and then does Duncan head to the last one?
2: I was waiting for you to describe what happened to the third pillar of light.
0: The same thing; it solidifies into an <laughs> opaque white wall. Just checking.
2: Imagine if Jody went through the like, the
3: bad one and died instantly. <laughs> yeah, Duncan heads through the fourth.
0: Okay. As soon as you guys step through these shimmering walls of light, you find yourselves in a black space, not dissimilar to the web. Uh, The walls that were on either side of the corridor seem to have, well, you can't see them, but you get the feeling, because it is pitch black, that they are further away than they were, although there is solid ground underneath your feet. And as you keep walking into this space, each of you finds yourself remembering something <gasps> each of you remembers the time and i want each of you to just sort of quickly describe this time for me when your character felt the most alone they've ever felt in their life it's like every day for jody no that's just a joke don't worry guys <laughs> he's built real jody, with jody
1: are you okay yeah. <laughs> oh
0: god so what is that for jody do you think Oh, um,
3: I think it was the day after the massacre at, e- at Espera. I mean, that makes I think sense, he right? Like, he like ran for a day and then like just ran until he passed out and then kept running and then kept running and like wasn't anywhere near Hanelport by this point, was just like stuck somewhere in the woods and had gone to sleep, woken up and it was still the same thing and he was still terrified and still running um, and it just sort of sunk in that that was, he was just always going to be running.
0: Yeah, so I think that the sort of blackness falls away around Jody as he's he's trudging through this void, and for a minute he he feels like he's back in that space. He feels like he's running through the woods, making his way away from the slaughter of his friends as fast as he can. And can I get Jody to take a wisdom saving throw for me? Oh,
3: I thought you would never ask. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um,
3: that is a 17 plus 9, um, so... Read him and weep. So Jody feels this...
2: <laughs> that sounded so much like you can't add up to 26.
0: <laughs> Look, for a second there, I was pausing, wasn't I?
1: <laughs>
0: Jody feels this sense of sadness and sense of aloneness, and then he realises that that time's in the past. And before too long, he feels like he's back in a solid room the vision fades away the blackness fades away and jody finds himself standing in a small room that i will describe in a minute uh, uh
3: dude i love this fog of lost souls it's really it's really very good
0: hey, it's
2: by so matthew riley <laughs>
0: yeah you know that scene in matthew riley <laughs> where they all go into a fog of lost souls
2: <laughs> yeah matthew riley's classic book the episode that's happening right now yeah it's called right
0: yeah, it's called The New Episode of How to Win Loot and Influence Dragons by Matthew Riley.
3: Can you imagine if we did like a graphic novel thing, like the Adventure Zone is doing, and like someone was like, this is really, like turn it into a, you know, turn it into a book and that sort of thing, it'd be so great, and then imagine if we got Matthew Riley on as a co-writer. <sighs> it actually would be incredible.
2: Yeah. He'd be like, um, like,
0: I actually already wrote all this <laughs> and I'm suing you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so we'd be like, prove it, bitch, yeah. and then delete all of these episodes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And then also Spielberg would come after us, and also probably Stephen King, and also probably Pat Rothfuss. And, and yeah. then Scorsese
2: would be like, this isn't cinema.
0: Yeah. This is a
3: graphic novel.
0: <laughs> it's just another, another day in the life of Martin Scorsese walking around pointing at things that aren't cinema. Like, he, get, he gets in his car, this isn't cinema. He goes to the store, he's buying grapes, these grapes aren't cinema.
2: He runs over a child on his way home.
0: No, no, that be. is cinema because he then cinema. writes a movie. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's press on. Hey, Grace, <laughs> what's the most hey. alone Drizilia's ever felt?
1: Um, I reckon that it's probably like maybe one week after um, leaving Hastings for the first time when she ran away from home.
0: So to join okay. this
1: circus of losers. <laughs>
0: Jesus. So where where was she at that moment that she was feeling alone and and why was she feeling so alone?
1: Um I think maybe she was just in like a pub in one of those towns in the Oldwood. Um just a little town in a little nowhere. She just like been moving 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 and then like had time to like stop and think and look at the other people in the pub hanging out with their families. And...
0: For Drazilia, the darkness also fades away around her, and she, for a moment, feels like she's back in that inn in the Old woods, surrounded for the first time in her life by people she didn't grow up with, by, by strangers, aware for the first time that there is a world and people beyond Hastings. And somehow, despite all that, despite being around more people than she has in a long time, she feels deeply alone. And can I get a wisdom saving throw from Drasilia? Remember, you have that point of inspiration, and you also have Bless from Jody, which means so you can 34. add an extra decor. Yeah.
1: Can I choose the point of inspiration after I roll, or is that a bit late?
0: I think after you roll, before I tell you whether or not it succeeds, I'll allow it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what did you roll? <laughs> oh, it's not matter. Um
1: yeah, it's um 10.
0: Is that you've already spent it. your inspiration?
3: Yep. Yep. And the D4.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Trasilia wallows in that moment for an amount of time that she loses track of and she just starts to feel those feelings again. And soon enough, the area does dissipate and she finds herself again standing in another small room that I'll describe in a moment but because of the way that those feelings have caught up with her and are staying with her she has disadvantage on ability checks throughout the uh, next event Um, what about Dunkan T. When do you think is the most Um, alone Duncan has ever felt?
3: Holding that last bag of drink
2: (laughs) I I think it's actually, I think the most alone, as, as unbelievable as it might be, the most alone Dung Khan has ever felt, I suspect is actually before he discovered Drain. I think it's when his career, in theory, was still going strong, almost at the turning point, really.
0: So when he was still in the army, still working for the werewolf?
2: Hey, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. And what, what's the moment? Like, why does he feel so alone in that moment?
2: The moment... Um, the moment is when his unit chose to mutiny uh, in which Duncan Khan was still sort of on a bound to such an old rigid system that when his unit decided it was time to Cut down the werewolf for what he was doing to the uh, prisoners of the war. Dun Khan held his post and uh, cut down everybody he'd been serving with, yeah uh, not necessarily to death, but um, stopped them all and then left and I think almost in the moment before he left the army completely behind, is that moment where he's still in it, but where nobody in it is aligned with him. Where yeah. he felt just absolutely alone.
0: Yeah, I think, um, I mean, we've heard in some of the tales of Duncania stuff, like, little snippets of the fact that, like, Duncan's now sort of reliving some of these moments and some of these feelings, and, like, not for the first time, right? Like, Duncan dreams about this shit in uh, semi-cryptic ways. But this is this is a little bit different. It's a little bit more visual. And it's Duncan, the, the blackness falls away around him, and he finds himself in a series of hushed conversations over a campfire with other members of his unit who are talking about, you know, sowing the seeds of dissent. And then he's standing firm uh, wherever his final stand took place, fighting for his life and also for his code against his his former brothers-in-arms. And then he's being commended for that action by his commanding officers and just feeling desperately alone. And can I get a wisdom saving throw from Duncan, please?
2: Yeah. Well, look, I, I rolled an 18, so uh, with the bonuses, we're looking at 24.
0: So Duncan too, he dwells in this moment for a minute, and then he... He too realises that although that stuff happened and it's tragic, it is behind him and he doesn't have to live that way anymore. And the vision fades away and Duncan finds himself standing in a small room. And now that we've been through all those scenes, I can describe these rooms to you. Now, before we get into the little trials and tribulations that each of you are about to face in your personalised rooms at the end of your reflection... You all get a message over your sending stone. And it's a familiar voice. It's your good friend, Garrick. And Garrick speaks to you with the closest thing to fear that you've heard in his voice in a long time. And he says, uh, Come in, Duncan, Jody, Druzzy. Um, I think we might have a, a bit of a situation over here. We see our heroes one by one in the Temple of Sky as they receive Garrick's panicked message. And then we see Garrick. He's standing in the top floor of the now deactivated clock tower of Hastings, which he's using as a makeshift watchtower. He glances to his left and shares a worried expression with Andrea. They're looking out through the broken stained glass windows which bear depictions of the Cine. They see Hastings from above, a town still getting used to a new place in a larger world, still recovering from its siege. And in the distance, they see a sight not dissimilar to what our heroes encountered on their visit to the clock tower. They see the telltale signs of an approaching military force, bearing the banners of Dun Khan's old military commander. The banners
2: of the werewolf.
3: How to win loot and influence dragons is a production of the Curio Network and hosted by Thomas Owen. Grace Chapel, Ben McAllister, and Jackson Newsett. Editing by Ben McAllister. You can find details of all the music in the show notes. We've got other content on Curio, such as Odds and Ends, where Grace talks with people about the mementos they've kept and the stories behind them, or still interested, where we look at film and TV that has been rebooted or remade and try to figure out why they thought it was a good idea. Check it all out at curionetwork.com.
2: Hey there, HDW listeners. My name's Gianni. I'm the executive producer of the Australian podcast award-winning show, Pixel Sift. If you like video games, then Pixel Sift might be exactly what you're looking for. On Pixel Sift, we talk to indie developers, we find out what it takes for them to make the games you love, and we also talk about the news, and we break it down for you so you can keep up to date with everything that's happening. You should join us for episode 134, where we speak to Singapore's Joystake Studios, and we hear the story of the development of Songbird Symphony, which is a cute musical platformer for all ages. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on pixelsift.com.au, or wherever you listen to podcasts.